Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and the time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the Parents of Prodigals podcast, the weekly edition, every Thursday at 7 p.m., the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief period of time in comparison to eternity when we come together for intercession petition supplication prayer warfare on behalf of those of us who are the parents or guardians of unsaved backslidden wayward sons and daughters whether they're teenagers or adults Maybe they have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or perhaps maybe they have, and they've wandered from the faith. For whatever reason, they have turned away from the things of God. This is a live podcast, and again, we come on every Thursday at 7 p.m. We welcome your participation in this program. If you want to call in, and share a testimony of what the Lord is doing in your life on behalf of your prodigal son and daughter. Maybe you've been praying for them, and the Holy Spirit of God is moving in their lives. Maybe perhaps you'd like to call in and share a scripture, a Bible verse that has spoken to you, encouraged you, edified you, comforted you. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe perhaps you have a prayer request that you would like us to bring before the throne of grace at the appointed time. During this podcast, we will be going before the throne of grace and praying for several young people. We have prayer requests, which we will be praying for. And these are the adults and teenage children of dear brothers and sisters who have submitted their names and submitted their concerns for their backslidden and wayward sons and daughters. You know, you don't have to look very far, just tune into the news or listen to the news to see what is going on in our world right now. And there are some, there are some who are fearful that we could be on the verge of World War III with what is occurring in the Middle East. And I've often said that I do not believe that we are in the last days. I believe we are in the last seconds, the very last moments of history. The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church, which could happen at any moment now. And while the word of God says that in the last days, the hearts of many will fail due to fear, you and I as born-again believers have nothing to fear. Our eternity is secure. Everything is under control. All things are occurring as foretold in the word of God. There may be many people who are fearful about what's happening in the Middle East and what is going on in the world, and at first glance, it may appear that things are out of control, but everything 
every single thing that is occurring in the world was foretold in the word of God through visions and dreams, the prophets of old, the book of Revelation, Jesus himself foretold many of the things that are occurring in our world today. And you and I as born-again believers have nothing to fear. God has all things in hand. And again, the rapture is the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar. However, it's because of all these events that we need to pray fast, petition, intercede, and offer supplication, and yes, witness and testify to our unsaved sons and daughters about the implications and occurrences that are going on in the world today. We need to let them know that the Lord is coming soon. Prophecy is real. The rapture is actually going to happen. And we need to witness to our prodigal sons and daughters and be salt and light to them and pray fervently for their deliverance and salvation from whatever is holding them in bondage. And so we just commit this program totally to the ministry of one praying for our prodigal sons and daughters, lifting them up before the throne of grace, praying for their deliverance and salvation, that the Lord would soften the hardened heart, open the closed eyes and ears, break down any resistance, any strongholds, any walls that are keeping our prodigal sons and daughters from surrendering their lives to Christ. We want their names written in the book of life. We want them to get raptured. We don't want them to enter a Christless eternity. There are many parents and guardians of prodigal sons and daughters who agonize and worry about the eternal fate of their sons and daughters. They want them to get saved. And that's what this podcast is all about. We also have a time of prayer as we minister to those of us who are parents of prodigals. Let the Lord give us comfort and strength and perseverance not to become discouraged, not to become weary, not to lose heart, but to trust and believe that all things are in God's hands. The Lord knows what needs to be done to save your prodigal and mine. He has the perfect time to bring it to pass and the perfect method to make it happen. All we need to do is to continue to pray for them, be salt and light, witness to them, talk to them, live Christ before them, and commit them into God's hands, and he will bring it to pass. It may may happen right away. It may happen a month several months it may happen a year from now there are many instances when people have been praying for their prodigals and it happens several years later sometimes it happens instantaneously i've said it before in this podcast that when jesus called matthew he was sitting in this tax collector's booth and the word of god says that matthew immediately got up and followed jesus the fishermen were tending their nets with their father Jesus saw them tending their nets and said to them, follow me, 
and I will make you fishers of men. And the word of God says that they immediately left their nets and followed Christ. No debate, no argument, no resistance, no protest, no questions. They heard the call and they responded, were it only that easy? And there are times when it is that easy, when the Spirit of God works like that. There are other times, like the Apostle Paul, resistant, hateful, hostile to the gospel, a persecutor of believers. And on the road, he was struck down. The Spirit of God struck Paul down. Saul of Tarsus was struck down, and the Spirit of God spoke to him. And Saul became Paul, the great apostle, blinded. That's what it took. That's what was necessary to break the stubborn will. God knows what needs to be done. We need to trust him with the process. He knows what it will take to break down the resistance of your prodigal and mine. Again, all we need to do is continue to witness to them and pray for them and fast for them as well and live christ before them be testimonies before them then when they see the light in our lives they will know that the gospel is real we need to continue to speak to them and God will bring it to pass. We need to just to trust him and have complete confidence, not allowing the enemy to discourage us, not allowing the enemy to make us get depressed or when the enemy whispers in our ears, oh, your prodigal is too difficult to save. Maybe somebody else can get saved, but your son and daughter will never come to Christ. They're too resistant. They're too deeply embedded that is alive from the enemy to get you to stop praying and stop trusting and believing, to stop having the peace that passes all understanding. It is a lie from the enemy. We need to rebuke that lie and confess that we trust in the Lord with the souls and lives, deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. He will bring it to pass. He will bring it to pass. As I've said before, this is a live podcast and we welcome your participation in it. At this time, I want to welcome a variety of listeners from different localities who are tuning in. We have listeners in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North, North Carolina, Oklahoma and Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah. We have listeners in Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, and Montana. Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire. Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona. Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi. And our newest listenership is in the great state of Wyoming. We welcome all of you. If you are a old listener, we welcome you back. And if you are a new listener, we welcome you to the Parents of Prodigals 
podcast. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia and France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, and Germany. Now, due to time differences in a variety of locations, maybe it's within the country on the West Coast or in the middle of the country in Central Time or overseas in different countries, people will not be listening live. They may be listening at a later time or date, downloading the podcast and listening to it. Maybe some people are working right now and cannot tune in. That's okay. If I said before, the Spirit of God can work just as mightily if you're listening to this through a download. You don't have to listen to it live for the Holy Spirit to work in your life and in the life of your prodigal. The Holy Spirit is all-powerful. So if you're listening to this, at a later date, through a download, listen to it joyfully, that the Spirit of God will move extremely mightily. I believe he will, and he will. I want to start off with a word of prayer. Please join me in an opening prayer for this podcast. Father, we praise you. I thank you. We all thank you. For this brief period of time, Lord, I come before you humbly. We come before you humbly, Lord God, thanking you for this time when we can share with one another, edify one another, comfort and strengthen each other. And most of all, Lord God, pray for each other, coming before the throne of grace at the appointed time and praying for our strength and our peace, Lord God, and our encouragement, and praying for our unsaved sons and daughters, Lord God. I pray that what is shared here by myself or anyone who may choose to do so, who calls in perhaps, that everything and anything that is shared is anointed, is edifying, is encouraging, Lord God, and strengthens. Let this be a time of ironing, sharpening iron, Mutual encouragement, Lord. Holy Spirit, be in the midst. Strengthen and bless. We just commit this time into your hands, Lord God. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. Lord, throughout this entire podcast, let you be glorified. You be glorified, Lord God. To those of us who are parents of prodigals who are tuning in right now, Lord, strengthen, again, Lord, strengthen and encourage, Lord, not to be weary, but to completely trust you, Lord God. And if there are any prodigals who are tuning in right now, I pray that you touch their hearts, that you touch their minds, that your word fall on good ground and bear fruit, and that something that is said through the power of your spirit, Lord God, will reach in and convict and lead to the cross, Lord God. We commit this time into your hands, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray, and we thank you, and we praise you. Amen and amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional 
is entitled The End of All Things and Our Prodigals. The End of All Things and Our Prodigals. And our scripture text is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. And I will give you a moment to find that scripture in your Bibles. You know, the Apostle Peter wrote two letters from Rome, which were addressed to believers who had been scattered throughout the Roman Empire due to the intense persecution under the Emperor Nero. And during this period of time, Nero himself set fire to Rome and then laid the blame on believers. Horrible persecution, imprisonment, torture, and death came from all sides. The Roman government hunted, imprisoned, tortured, and executed believers. The population, believing Nero's lies, would go after believers. Mobs would beat them. Their homes would be confiscated. Employers would fire them. And unsaved family members and neighbors ostracized and disowned them. However, all a believer had to do in order to escape this persecution and suffering was to compromise and go along with an act of affirmation and worship. Every year, every individual living under the authority of the Roman Empire would enter a Roman temple, throw a pinch of incense into a ritualistic fire, and declare that the Roman Emperor was God. The temptation to alleviate oneself from all the suffering by performing this one simple yet completely blasphemous act was overwhelming, and there were many believers who succumbed and caved in out of fear. It is with all this persecution and suffering in mind, with even worse to come, that Peter wrote his two letters to encourage believers to stand firm. Now, while Peter was speaking about events that were occurring at that moment, it is my firm belief that he was also speaking prophetically to what you and I are facing today. So let's read our scripture text together. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. And I'll be reading first from the King James Version of God's Holy Word, and then from a Greek interlinear. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7, the King James Version. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. Now from the Greek interlinear. Of all now the end has drawn near. Be clear-minded, therefore, and sober, for the purpose of prayer. You know, it wasn't that long ago when I became aware that a local pastor in my area had preached a message regarding the end times, the rapture, and the tribulation. And during this message, sadly, this pastor mentioned that while many other pastors spoke about biblical prophecy, he stated that Bible prophecy was, quote, not his thing, and that, quote, he doesn't like to study it. During his message, he also mentioned, to my disbelief, that he felt that repeatedly mentioning the rapture had a negative effect on him when he was younger. 
It was because of this that currently he doesn't preach on Bible prophecy that often. Now, I cannot in good conscience even begin to tell you how extremely and undeniably dangerous, as well as heretical, this approach is. The book of Revelation itself, chapter 1, verse 3, clearly states that there is a blessing to the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and obey what is written in it, because the time is near. In fact, if there was ever a time, especially when we think about our prodigal, unsaved, and backslidden sons and daughters, for us to read, preach, talk about, study, think about, and be prepared for all these things, it is now. Jesus himself in the Gospels spoke repeatedly about prophecy and about the last days and the things that would occur. If Jesus himself spoke on these things, we should also and not shirk and shy away from them out of fear of offending people or scaring them. So we need to speak about these things about the last days. They are very, very important. But first, let's unpack briefly some of the words that Peter mentions in our text, which bear examination. And then we're going to take a look at four biblical facts regarding our prodigal sons and daughters, which are undeniable, and we need to commit to prayer when it comes to them. And what are those four biblical facts? They are as follows. One, the unpredictability of death. Two, the imminency of the rapture. Three, the certainty of judgment. And four, the destiny of eternity. I'll mention those again. The unpredictability of death. The imminency of the rapture. The certainty of judgment and the destiny of eternity. First, let's talk about our scripture text. In our Bible verse, Peter says that the end of all things is at hand. Now that Greek word end is the word telos, telos, and it refers to a realization, the fulfillment and achievement of an intended goal. As pertaining to biblical prophecy, it refers to the achievement of God's purposes and plans to bring something about. Telos is where we get our word telegraph from, meaning distant writing, or telescope, an instrument which sees distant objects. Peter then goes on to say that the fulfillment and achievement of what God is doing to fulfill his purposes has drawn near or is at hand. The Greek word englekin, englekin means to draw near, is grammatically in Greek in the perfect tense. And it expresses the idea of extreme closeness, immediate eminence, even at the present. It's already here. It's occurring now. The idea being expressed is that what was once distant is now upon us and may in fact actually be occurring at this very moment. Peter then phrases his next statement in the aorist imperative Greek grammatical form, meaning that what he's about to say next 
is not a suggestion, not an idea, not a recommendation, but a command. Do this and do it now. Do it continuously and without delay. Peter says that because the end of all things is at hand, has drawn near, and is actually upon us, he commands that we should be clear-minded. The Greek word for that being sophronesate, sophronesate, which means to exercise sound judgment in spiritual matters, to see things clearly, to have one's passions controlled. The result being, you and I are to live a disciplined and orderly godly life. Peter also commands believers to be sober, nepsate. The Greek word is nepsate, which means to be free from any external or outside ungodly influences that can distract you and I from being clear-minded and exercising sound spiritual judgment. We should consider what is going on around us seriously, realize what is truly important, and live accordingly. And then Peter, under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit, commands these things of believers for the purpose of prayer. Our supplications, petitions, and intercessions for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters should be permeated, saturated, and influenced by a spirit of imminency and urgency. It is with this command that the Apostle Peter gives in our text that we need to pray fervently that the Holy Spirit speaks to the hearts and minds of our prodigal sons and daughters so that they realize their need for a Savior, confess and repent of their sins, and completely, totally, and unconditionally surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we also need to bring to their awareness the four biblical realizations that I previously mentioned. Let's go down the line of these four biblical truths and realizations. One, the unpredictability of death. The unpredictability of death, whether by accident or natural causes. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says, It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Many of our young prodigal sons and daughters either have a false sense of invincibility and security, or are too distracted by pleasure, success, or having a good time that they rarely, if ever, give any thought to their own mortality or to the things of eternity. Luke chapter 12 verse 19 talks about a rich man who said to his own soul, Soul, you have many great treasures stored away for many years. So now, rest, relax, eat, and drink. The text goes on to say that God then said to the rich man, You fool, this very night your soul will be required of you. Our prodigals need to be made aware that this can be the case with them, and we need to pray for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals so that they do not die in their sins and enter a Christless eternity. Two, the imminency of the rapture. The imminency of the rapture. All the signs point to the fact that the next event 
on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture. And I said it at the beginning of this podcast. It bears repeating over and over again. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 17 says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Verse 17 goes on to say, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The rapture is actually going to happen. It is not a fairy tale. It is not wishful thinking. It could happen tonight. Does your prodigal know about the rapture? We need to speak to them about it, warn them about it, and pray that they respond to the call of salvation so that they do not get left behind. Three, the certainty of judgment. The certainty of judgment. Revelation chapter 20, verse 12, talks about the great white throne judgment, saying, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their deeds. In John chapter 12, verse 48, Jesus said that, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him on the last day. It will be a terrible thing for our prodigals to enter a Christless eternity or get left behind when the rapture takes place and ultimately facing God in judgment. And four, the destiny of their eternity the destiny of their eternity. Once our unsaved prodigal sons and daughters stand before God and are judged, Revelation chapter 20 verse 15 says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Matthew chapter 25 verse 46 says, And these, referring to the unsaved, will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. You and I should be fasting and praying fervently that our prodigals are convicted of their sins, come to the foot of the cross and surrender their lives to Jesus Christ so that their names can be written in the book of life and they can spend eternity with the Lord. I want to conclude this devotional by repeating and echoing the words from a post that I submitted on the Parents of Prodigals website yesterday. Brothers and sisters, hold your Bible in your hand and watch the news, and you will see that biblical prophecy is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. This is not the time to allow our uplifted praying hands to fall down in weariness or discouragement. Our Lord Jesus will be here soon. Let us all continue to fervently persevere and tarry in prayer on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters. The end of all things is at hand. Join me in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this devotional, which 
I shared with all listeners, whether live listening or through the download. And Lord, I pray that this word fell on good ground. The end of all things is at hand, Heavenly Father. The rapture is a blessed hope for those of us who have trusted in you. But to those who have never trusted in you, Lord, it will be a terrible event. They will be left behind to face the judgments of this rebellious and evil, this evil world. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, Lord. We pray that somebody gets sent their way, that you speak to them in, in the way that you see fit, Lord God, that you touch their hearts, Lord. The end of all things is at hand, Father. Help us to stand firm, to tarry and continue in prayer, to persevere, Lord God, to be salt and light to our prodigals. We commit these things into your hands, and we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and at this time we break into a musical interlude. And we play two musical pieces which I pray strengthen, comfort, netify you, and bless your hearts. And so be blessed by these two musical pieces, and at their conclusion, we shall return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Stay tuned. Be blessed. Is there something in your heart Between you and the Lord Are you drifting apart Not as close anymore There's nothing you can do That He will not forgive Bring it to the cross And let it die so you can live Nail it to the cross got you battered and bound, struggling for strength, do you long to lay it down, don't take another step, just kneel where you stand, lay it at the cross, and take a hammer in your hand, nail it to the cross, get it under the blood. And walk away free Nail it to the cross Just 
Because your grace 
I pray that you were blessed by those two musical numbers. Nail it to the cross. Whatever is burdening you, whatever is holding you in bondage, no matter what it is, it was nailed to the cross. And there is freedom and deliverance available if you trust in Christ. And the perfect segue is your grace still amazes me. God's grace amazes, is truly amazing. You know, in the glory days of ancient Greece, whenever the Greek army was at war and they achieved a major victory, the news would reach the Greek cities and heralders would go throughout the city proclaiming the victory of the Greek army. It was called gospel, the gospel. That word is not originally a Christian word. It was the word that was used by the Greek heralders who went throughout the city proclaiming the victory of the Greek army. They would spread the gospel, the good news of victory. And you and I need to spread the gospel, the good news that victory is, the, is available by trusting in Jesus Christ our Lord. And we praise God for that. Again, this is a live podcast, and we're going to be coming before the throne of grace in a moment. We have several prayer requests, which we will all touch on, agree on. There is still time to type in your request. If you're on the Podbean app, there is a, I believe, a phone icon on there. You can call in or you can type in your prayer request. And we will bring it before the throne of grace. If you want it to remain anonymous or you don't want to divulge details, we will respect your confidentiality and your privacy. God knows the details. We don't need to know them. He knows all things. But for now, let's go before the throne of grace and bring these requests before the Lord. As always, we pray for two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua. Now, recently, of course, I received an update on one of these young men, and apparently, there were some downward events that took place in one of their lives. And it's my understanding both these young men are still in bondage to the addiction of narcotics, a stronghold which has many young people in bondage. But you know, as I said earlier, when I mentioned the Apostle Paul, sometimes God needs to tear you down, let you go through stuff, let stuff happen to you to break down your stubborn self-will, to break down the resistance, to soften the hardened heart, to make you realize your need for a savior, your need for deliverance. And so we're going to lift up these two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua, in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we just... Touch and agree right now. First of all, for the parents of these two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua. And these parents, of course, are, Lord, worried about their their young adults. And they're worried about the 
things that they're doing, the places where they're going, the people that they're hanging out with, the issues that they're facing, the scourge, the stronghold, the demonic chain of drug addiction, Lord God. It damages the mind, damages the soul, damages the body, and the enemy uses it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and that is what the enemy wants to do to these two young men. But right now, we lift both Joshua's up in prayer, Lord. We pray, God, that you you see wherever they are right now. They may be in different locations. They are in different places doing different things, Lord God. You know the details. You know all things, Lord God. And I pray that you touch each one of them, both these young men named Joshua, that you break down whatever resistance, whatever is in their hearts saying, no, I won't turn to Christ. I want to keep using drugs, that you break down that resistance, that you change the wayward mind, Lord God, convict of sin, do what's necessary to break down the resistance, Lord God, soften the hardened heart, open the closed mind, Lord God. Do what's necessary, Heavenly Father. We commit both these young men into your hands, Father. Give the parents of both these young men peace and drop the assurance in their hearts that their children are in good and capable hands, Lord God. You know what to do. Protect both these young men and do what is necessary to lead them to the foot of the cross. Lord God, that the song said, your grace still amazes, Lord God. You love both these young men. Heal the troubled mind. When the enemy puts in their minds that they need drugs to cope with life and their bodies are addicted to, to drug addiction, heal. Heal their minds and heal their bodies, Lord God. We pray that your Holy Spirit just reach out and touch both these young men. You deliver them both from addiction. It may happen tomorrow. It may happen next week, next month, next year. However long it takes, Lord God, you have the perfect way and the perfect timing. We trust in the process. We trust you. Deliver them in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you because we know it's already happening right now as we speak at this very moment. 7.48 p.m. on October 19th, Lord, you are starting to work. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies. We have been lifting them up for a while now, and we're going to continue to lift them up. The enemy doesn't take a rest in holding them in bondage. We're not taking a rest in going into warfare and combat to release them from bondage. Three young ladies by the name of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And the parents of these three young ladies, of course, as always, parents are anxious and, and they're worried about them. They don't want to see them enter a Christless eternity like I mentioned during the devotional or get left behind when the rapture takes place. We want to lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now for these three young ladies. Father... Again, we thank you for praying parents who love their children and want to see them 
come to the foot of the cross. We pray for the parents of these three young ladies and the family members, Lord God, if they're going through a hard time. Maybe these three young ladies are being resistant and giving them a hard time, Lord God. Maybe they're doing things and going places and behaving a certain way that is just causing agitation to their parents. Lord, we pray that you give the parents wisdom in terms of how to deal with it, that you give them strength and comfort, Lord God. These three young ladies are under your control, Heavenly Father. You know what needs to be done, Lord God. The situation is under your control. We trust you with it. And right now we lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And You see the issues that we have prayed for before that they're facing. Maybe issues of depression or low self-esteem or hostility, Lord God. Different lifestyles, maybe drugs or... Or something else, Lord God, negative peer pressure. Maybe they're involved in the occult or with false religious beliefs. Whatever it is, Lord God, strike it down in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Reveal your truth to these three young ladies, Lord God. Help, Lord, help all three of them, Heavenly Father, realize that they need you, Lord Jesus. Bring them to the point where they're sick and tired of living lives for themselves, Lord. And all wears thin after a while, Lord God. The flesh counts for nothing. The spirit is what gives life. And everything that they're doing, every place that they're going, every person that they're hanging out with, everything that they're involved with will count for nothing, Lord God. Only your spirit can give life, life everlasting, life eternal, life abundantly. We pray for Gabby, Angela, and Valentina that you deliver them from the stronghold of whatever it is they're in bondage to, Lord. We reach out and we just extend our hands, praying for their deliverance and salvation. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. You're working. you like the song says, Lord God, even when we can't see it, you're working. Even when we can't feel it, you're working. You never stop working. You're working now in their lives, Lord God. Each three of these young ladies live in different places and are hanging out with different people. Lord, you are all-knowing. You're everywhere. You see what Gabby is doing. You see what Angelina is doing. You see what Valentina is doing. So reach out to each one of them individually and do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives so that they surrender their lives to you, Lord God. Save all three of these young ladies. Make them the women of God that you can make them, Lord. We want their names written in the book of life. We want them raptured. We want them to spend eternity with you. Their parents want this, Lord God. Your word says you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You, you, Lord, you take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. That's what your word says. And so we commit these three young ladies into your hands, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're going to lift up a gentleman by the name of Edgar. And Edgar is the adult son of a dear brother and sister, Frank and Rose, who are members of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, my dear sister Rose and my dear brother Frank. We're going to lift up in prayer their son, Edgar, who knows the gospel. He knows the gospel. He's heard the gospel. 
But knowing the gospel is not enough. Knowing the good news is not enough. Hearing about Christ, believing in Christ is not enough. You need to trust in Christ. Realize your need for a savior, confess your sins and repent and surrender your life completely and unconditionally to Jesus Christ, asking him to save your soul and live for him. It's my understanding that Edgar is living for himself. He knows the gospel. His parents are Christians. Maybe he watches the Christian programming now and then. Maybe he cracks open his Bible. That's not enough. That won't get you to heaven. And so we're going to touch and agree for Edgar right now. Let the Spirit of God take him all the way to the point where he surrenders his life to Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for Edgar. And we're also going to pray for Edgar's parents. Father, we thank you and we praise you for my sister Rose and my brother Frank, Edgar's parents. They love their son and they want him to get saved. They don't want to see him get left behind. They don't want to see him enter a Christless eternity. They don't want to see him die in his sins, Lord. They don't want to see him live life without you. And so, Lord, we pray that you reach out and touch Edgar's heart, wherever he is right now. We pray that every stronghold of the enemy that is resisting Edgar's mind from receiving you, Lord, be pulled down in the name of Jesus. Bring down the strongholds. It may be hostility. It may be a love for whatever he's involved with. It may be a feeling of self-righteousness. Maybe he doesn't believe anymore. Whatever it is, Lord God, it's a stronghold. And we pray, Lord, that it be pulled down. Our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And we pull down this stronghold in the name of Jesus. His mind is resisting from receiving you, Lord Jesus. We pray that this resistance be torn down. Tear down hostility. Tear down disbelief. Maybe he's involved in something else, Lord God. Whatever it is, Father, tear it down. Whatever Edgar's doing that he believes is satisfying, that will suffice. Give Edgar a distaste for it. Give Edgar no rest at night. There is no rest for the wicked. That's what your word says, Lord. Don't let Edgar have a good night's sleep, Lord. Disturb his sleep. Maybe through a vision or a dream, speak to his heart. Nudge at him throughout the watches of the night. Bring a co-worker his way who's saved. Let Edgar hear a Christian song. Put, put a burden in his heart even to come to church, Lord God. Whatever it is, Lord, do what needs to be done so that Edgar hears the gospel, receives the gospel, believes the gospel, and surrenders his life to you. We commit Edgar's deliverance and salvation into your hands, Lord. It's going to happen. It's happening now. We praise you for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. It's going to happen. It's happening even at this very moment. Pull down the strongholds in Jesus' name. I touch and agree with my sister Rose right now. They're pulled down. They're coming down now. It's happening. We trust you with the timing, Lord God. We trust you with the process. We trust you with the method. We trust you with Edgar. He's in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen and amen. 
We're going to lift up in prayer four young adults, four young adults. And their names are Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. It's my understanding by from the parent that submitted this prayer request, two of these young adults are receptive somewhat to the gospel, but have not surrendered their life to Christ. Two of the other ones, I understand, are completely and totally hostile, want nothing to do with the things of God. It doesn't matter. We're going to lift up Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now. Nothing is impossible for the Spirit of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we break the curse placed on these four young people that are blinding them and binding them from receiving you, Lord God. You see that all four of them, Lord, some are less resistant than others and more some are more hostile. It doesn't matter, Lord God, whether it's little resistance or great resistance, break down all resistance. We just claim deliverance and claim victory and freedom from the chains of hostility, the chains of resistance, the chains of apathy, no matter what they are, Lord God. Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, Joel, we call them out by name for their freedom and deliverance and salvation. Do what needs to be done in each of their individual lives. Each one of them is doing their own thing, going their own places, hanging out with different people. Their frames of mind may be different. They have their own different thoughts and beliefs, no matter what it is, Lord God. Meet the need of each one of them individually. Do what needs to be done in each one of their individual lives. But whatever it is, Lord, bring them to the foot of the cross. Break them, Lord God. Yes, Lord. Break them. Do what's necessary. Give all four of these young people, if it's what's necessary, a Damascus Road experience. Give them a Damascus Road experience so they can have an upper room experience. We commit these four young people, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel, into your hands, Lord God. Let the gospel get to them, Lord. Bring the message of salvation to them. Let your word fall on good ground when they hear it, Lord. Your word is powerful. We commit these four young people into your hands for their deliverance and salvation, so that their names will be written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for a young man by the name of Roshan. When this prayer request was submitted, the issues that we were praying for, Roshan was a Christian and now apparently does not believe in God, and he became addicted to social media, also was turning to different philosophies. And the parent who submitted this prayer request for Roshan wants us to pray against a spirit of deception and spiritual blindness. Let Rashan return to the Lord. Let's touch and agree for Rashan right now. Father, you see, Lord God, how the enemy can lure one of the sheep away from the fold. And the purpose of leading them away is so we can steal, steal them, kill them, and destroy them. And we rebuke the forces of the dark. We rebuke the enemy. The thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We lift Rashan up in prayer right now, Father. 
There was a time when he did believe, and apparently he doesn't believe anymore. You see what the frame of mind is. You see the lies that the enemy whispered in Rashan's ear. Strike down those lies, Lord God. The same way the enemy spoke to Rashan's mind, we pray that the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, prevail in Rashan's mind. We pray for his deliverance from the addiction to social media or false beliefs or false philosophies that the enemy may have tricked him into trusting in and believing in him. Reveal yourself to him, Lord God, in a mighty, mighty way. Let there be no peace or rest in Rashan's mind until he surrenders to you fully, Lord Jesus. We pray against the spirit of deception, the lies of the enemy, which have him in bondage and believing the wrong things. We pray against spiritual blindness, that the blinders be taken away, the truth setting Rashan free. We rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus right now. Spiritual warfare. We go into the enemy's camp right now, the same way Abraham entered the enemy's camp and rescued Lot. We enter the enemy's camp right now and rescue Rashan. Holy Spirit, deliver Rashan. We commit him into your hands, Lord. We commit the work into your hands, Heavenly Father. He's in your hands. We hand him over to you. We lay him down before you, Lord God. Do what needs to be done to restore Rashan back to the faith, back to the fold. The stakes are high. His eternal soul. Death can come at any time and the rapture can occur any moment. His eternal soul is at stake. This is the fight to the death. We claim Roshan for you, Lord God. Do, what, do what's necessary. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We received a request a while back for, the young, for a young man by the name of Matthew. And at the time we received this request initially, it said that Matthew was in jail. He was suicidal. He was involved into the occult. And the parent was praying for Matthew's deliverance and salvation. Now, it's my understanding at one point that there were some developments that took place and that, if I'm correct, that Matthew was doing somewhat better and he was asking questions about spiritual things, and the Holy Spirit was working in Matthew's mind. Now, we haven't received a current update yet, but we're going to continue to prayer. Ground that is gained, ground that is won by prayer has to be maintained and held on to by prayer. There is no way the enemy is going to let up. Neither are we. So let's touch and agree from Matthew right now. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for a praying mother, praying family members who lifted up Matthew in prayer, Lord God. And Lord, we just pray for Matthew right now. We pray against the spirit of suicide. Again, the enemy wants to see Matthew dead in a Christless eternity, burning in the lake of fire. All these are true things, Lord God. But right now we pray for Matthew's deliverance. We pray for his freedom. We pray against strongholds, the stronghold of suicidal ideation. 
the enemy telling Matthew, kill yourself. Life's not worth living. That is a lie from the enemy. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And we pray for Matthew. At the spirit of life, we speak life to Matthew right now. We pray for his deliverance and salvation. And Lord, you know what needs to be done. You know the things that Matthew is involved with. You know the things that he is doing. Lord, he's in a spirit of bondage. Whatever it is, Lord God, we pray for freedom and release from whatever is binding him. Lord, open Matthew's eyes to his spiritual condition in the name of Jesus. You began the work in Matthew's life. Continue to work, Lord God. You have your own time, your own method. You even have your own pace, Lord God. Some things happen instantaneously. Other things, you move at your own pace, Father. We trust you, Lord God. We don't want to rush you. We're not going to tell you how to do things or what to do, Heavenly Father. We trust Matthew. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. We commit him into your hands. Send people across Matthew's path who can share the gospel with him and disciple him. We pray for his, his family members, that you encourage them and strengthen them. Even now, Lord God, these are the last moment. This is not a time to grow weary or discouraged. The stakes are high again, Lord God. The time is drawing short. And so we touch and agree in prayer warfare for Matthew. Thank you, Lord, for his deliverance and salvation. We worship and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear brother Jamie and my dear sister India have a lovely daughter by the name of China. And at one point, China was in bondage. But she's free now. God can do all things. God's grace amazes me. It amazed my, amazed my brother Jamie and sister India. When we began this podcast just over a year ago, I remember hearing the phone call, getting the message from my brother Jamie that his lovely daughter India had surrendered her life to Christ. He had texted me. I immediately pulled over. A text message was not going to cut it. I had to call my brother, and he gave me the testimony. Yes, my brother Jamie, God is faithful. He has his own way in his own time. But I'll say this. The enemy is ever busy. The enemy knows his time is short. And again, ground that is taken through prayer will be counterattacked by the enemy. We need to hold this ground. And we're going to hold it by praying for China right now. Touch and agree with me. Touch and agree with me for this young lady by the name of China. Father, we thank you so much. Again, for praying parents who were interceding in supplication and petition and in prayer warfare for their daughter. They never gave up. They continued. Maybe the enemy tried to discourage them and get them to stop, but they never stopped. And they continued to pray for China. And you are faithful, God. And you brought it to pass, Lord. We bind the strong man that is attempting any counterattack against China, trying to discourage her, perhaps, luring her back into all patterns of behavior, luring her back into all ways of thinking. We plead the blood of Christ over China, a hedge of protection over her. You have saved her. 
you have sanctified her. You filled her with your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Give her a double portion of strength. Infuse her with Holy Ghost power. Stekos. Help my dear sister China to hold her ground. This is not a time to backslide. This is not a time to grow weary. Again, time is short. The rapture is upon us. The second coming will happen soon. We need to hold our ground. Stand firm in the faith. Help China live a life worthy of the calling, Lord. Strengthen my dear sister China. Give her a thirst and a hunger for your word. Let your word fall on good ground. Let her life bear all the spiritual fruit. Help her to grow in grace and knowledge. Deepen her relationship with you, Lord Jesus, as a deer pants for water. My sister China pants for you, Lord God, a closer walk, just a closer walk with thee, Lord God. Like the hymn says, give my dear sister China a closer walk with you, Lord God, and help her to stekos, to hold her ground when the enemy counterattacks. No surrender, no retreat. Strengthen my sister China. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up a young man by the name of Johnny. Johnny is the adult son of a dear sister who was tuning in right now to our podcast. And Johnny is facing the stronghold of alcoholism. But there's a, an even more neat stressing need, a more concern. Johnny is not saved. And we have a praying mother who is lifting him up in prayer all the time. We're going to lift Johnny up in prayer right now for his deliverance from the stronghold of alcoholism. But more than that, that Johnny come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that he surrender his life to the Lord Jesus. Let's lift Johnny's mom and Johnny up in prayer. Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, we just lift up Johnny's mom, my dear sister Thelma. And we just pray for her continued strength in the Lord. We pray that she not grow weary, not become discouraged, not feel down, not feel anxious, not get depressed, but that you strengthen her with all power and might through the Holy Spirit. Encourage her heart and drop the assurance in her soul. It is well. It is well with her soul. Johnny's in your hands, Lord God. Give my sister Thelma sweet peace, sweet sleep, sweet slumber, with the peace that passes all understanding. All is well. Johnny's in good hands. And we lift Johnny up in prayer right now. Lord, we pray that all spiritual blindness be erased from Johnny's life, that you open up his eyes to the truth. Let him realize his need. Give him a distaste for that alcohol. Help him to say, yuck, when he takes a drink. Open up his mind, Lord God, to help him realize that peace that passes all understanding is not in a bottle. It's in you, Lord Jesus, a relationship with you, Lord God. We pray that you lead Johnny to repentance, 
so that he has a personal relationship with you, Lord God. We come against the powers of darkness that are blinding and holding Johnny back from receiving the gospel in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit, the prince and the power of the air to release Johnny, release the hold on him, so that Johnny will be free to accept you, Lord Jesus, as his savior. We rebuke alcoholism right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. Put it in Johnny's heart to come to church if necessary, Lord God. Put a burden in his heart. Hey, I want to come to church and hear the word of God. Drop it into his heart and soul, Heavenly Father. We pray for his deliverance and salvation in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for the continued work that you're doing even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Our last prayer request is for a young man by the name of Curtis. And this comes from Texas mom. Curtis's mom is in Texas. Curtis was facing addiction. And it's when we got this prayer request, it had said that Curtis was the new father to a baby girl. Curtis has a Christian background, but he was having doubts. And it's my understanding that Curtis was also facing some addiction issues, and he entered treatment. But God is starting to work on Curtis. That's the last report that we received. Now, we don't know what's going on now, but you know what? The Lord knows what's going on right now. That's all we need to know. God knows the details. Let's lift up Curtis and Texas mom in prayer right now. Father, we thank you again for a praying mom, praying parents who are lifting up their children in prayer. We pray for this mom's strength in the Lord. Lord, we pray that you give this mom the strength of Esther, of Ruth, Lord, of Mary, of Aquila, of Priscilla. Strengthen her with all power and might, Lord God. Help her not to become discouraged, but to continue to trust you, Lord God, that Curtis is in good hands and that you'll bring his deliverance and salvation to pass, Father. Strengthen Texas mom's heart. We lift Curtis up in prayer right now. Lord, let your plan and purpose for Curtis's life in the name of Jesus, let this purpose prevail, Lord God. You have a plan for Curtis, Lord. We pray that you deliver him from addiction. He has a Christian background, but that's not enough, Lord. He needs to surrender his life completely to you. Let your mercy and your grace overwhelm Curtis so that he gets saved. Let his name get written in the book of life. His mom wants his name written in the book. You want his name written in the book of life, Lord God. Your word again says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So we pray that you deliver Curtis from whatever is holding him in bondage. Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, convict Curtis and that this conviction leads him to surrender his life completely and totally to you. We thank you for answering all these prayers for all these prodigals, Lord God. We trust you with the results. You'll bring everything to pass. 
In Jesus' name we pray, Heavenly Father. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. We trust you. We glorify you. We have confidence in you. It's in your hands. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've come to the conclusion of this edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I pray that it was a blessing to you. Now, rest assured, we do not lift up these requests once a week on a Thursday. These requests are brought before the throne of grace during the week as well. We lift all these names up before the Lord. This is not the time to become weary. We need to continue in prayer. And just to continue to seek the Lord for the deliverance and salvation. So, and you don't have to wait till the next podcast to submit your prayer requests. Submit your prayer requests during the week. Go on the parentsofprodigals.usa website and you can submit your prayer requests during the week. We will lift it up before the throne of grace and bring it up in prayer during our next podcast. Now, the next time we will be on the air, will be next Thursday, October 26th, and we will have a special edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. In the past, we had my dear brother, Jerron Wilkins Jr., whom the Lord has blessed with the gift of spoken word. And he provided his testimony, how the Lord delivered him and saved him. But this time he's going to come back and he will have his dear godly wife with him, Lorena. And they will both share their testimonies again. And we will be blessed by Jerron's musical talent. He won't be performing. He will be ministering. And that's next Thursday at 7 p.m., October 26th. Stay tuned for that podcast next Thursday. My dear brother Jerron Wilkins Jr. and his godly wife, Lorena Wilkins will be my guest host next week. But until then, if you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter or the guardian of an unsaved son and daughter, you live in New York, California, Colorado or Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Massachusetts, Connecticut or Idaho or Georgia, if you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward teenager or adult, son and daughter. And you live in Tennessee or Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey, Montana, or Maryland, or Alabama. If you're the parent of a prodigal son and daughter, and you live in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, Oregon, Washington State, South Carolina, or Arizona, If you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved son or daughter, you want their names written in the book of life, especially right now. Time is drawing near. Look at the news. Biblical prophecy is being fulfilled before our very eyes. Time is short. You live in Michigan, New Mexico, Kentucky or Arkansas, Mississippi, Nevada or Wyoming, if you're the parent of a prodigal son and daughter or guardian of a prodigal son and daughter, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Australia, Bosnia-Herzegovina, 
United Kingdom, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, or Germany. If you're the parent or guardian of an unsaved, backslidden, or wayward son and daughter, and you don't want them to enter a Christless eternity, you don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place, you want their names written in the book of life, you want them to spend a glorious eternity in heaven. If you are the parent or guardian of a backslidden, wayward, or unsaved son and daughter, continue in prayer, being watchful therein, and watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Until next Thursday, October 26th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Brother Alan Weir on behalf of all of us at Parents of Prodigals, wishing you a good night and God bless. Good night.